Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Coming to cinemas soon. Or probably not. A young pharaoh throws his wine in anger. The sound echoes off 60 feet of walls in the chamber. We should get the respect, the awe, not the gods. The walls shimmer a little. He ignores it and paces. I mean, I've never even seen a god. The floor begins to shake. Unstable, the pharaoh falls to his knees. An explosion throws dust and debris throughout the chamber. As the dust clears, several soldiers run into the room, calling for the pharaoh. He is unharmed, still on his knees, staring up. Through the wall, a huge hound-shaped head stares down at him, atop a massive muscular body adorned in richly decorated pieces of armour and cloth. The monster's head just clears the roof that remains. The head stretches down until the pharaoh can see the moisture on its nose, only a few inches in front of him. You don't deserve to see us. Re-establishing his full height, Anubis starts walking through the chamber. The tiny humans, unfortunate enough to be in his path, are flattened by his feet. The humans can gain that privilege once again. The godly figure smashes his way through the far wall, leaving all the people in the chamber in statue-like shock or puddles on the ground. Hello and welcome to Ankh the movie. <laughs> puddles on the ground. I mean, just what you want for, <laughs> to start your day. Um, well, let me start by throwing our good friend Alex under the bus. Because as you all know, I am usually the, the new one bus. Who, the Anubis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And that's why you people join us. It's all comedy. <laughs> um, so this is the first movie episode where it's not myself who has come up with the idea of how we would change it. This is Alex's idea and he isn't with us today. Yes. So that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Of course. Yeah. He just decided to set us a task where all the names are impossible to pronounce. I see it this way. It's a way for us to destroy his dream of how he envisions this movie being made. Yeah, I think it's a rom-com, really. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Or maybe so a bit a of a slapstick comedy. You know, Hugh Grant, um, you know, Emma Thompson, that kind of Ooh, era yeah. of people. And then a couple of young people who we don't know who they are, but they can be, you know, lovely, sweet Yeah. Emma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're I think we're making the next um Love Actually yeah, right now. Yeah. 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 Storylines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, each of the gods could have like their own storyline that ends up tying in together and then they kind of end up in like a marriage, which is how the gods end up merging, you know? Like just a little all love con marriage. Yeah. Their paths are just crossing all the time. They get on the underground and one gets off at the same time. Oh yeah. yep. 
oh, the underground on next to the River Nile is like the perfect way to represent the victory point track of this game. I'm liking it so much. This is happening. Sorry, Alex. This is exactly what he he saw yeah. when he wrote this. From that that um, the intro he wrote, that's exactly how it was going to plan out, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, the cleaner who has to come in and clean up all the smears of human off the ground. Um, that will be our first casting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, Young yes. Egyptian cleaner. <laughs> Young Egyptian cleaner, yeah. Falling for, falling for grape-peeling maid. <laughs> <laughs> Duo jobs. Um, but, yeah, usually I come in and I've got an idea of how I see it mm. looking. Um, and I realised that because I didn't write it, I'm not as clear-cut as I would usually be. Mm. So... In my head, and I would love to see how you two saw it, I kind of pictured it a bit 300 or a little bit Wonder Woman-y, which are both Zack Snyder. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You see, I was going kind of mummy with, you know, Stephen Sommers. Or, you know. Is that just because it's Egyptian? or <laughs> Exactly. And uh, Brandon Fraser's back, so maybe we can pull him into this as well. That would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. He's such a sweetheart. Because yeah, you know it could it could go either way. It could be a you know a bit of a darker kids movie, you know, because that's kind of what the mummy is to me, a um, terrifying kids movie. Or it could be real CGI, which I have no commentary on. Yeah, no, we want to make it as real as real, but obviously, you know, what is it? You know, three story high Anubises aside, um, <laughs> Nubai. Um, anyway, um, we want to have that kind of, yeah, realism, but but not, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of thinking um, of a movie that just kind of like maybe captures some like really gorgeous scenery and like different mm. kind of costumes and lighting and, um, you know, like uh, angles of things on like a grandiose scale and, you know, nature just um, kind of plaguing people when there's literally like plagues of locusts and stuff. <laughs> So I, I was kind of leaning toward maybe like a director that might do some beautiful sort of uh, scenery or like action adventure kind of thing. So maybe mm. like a little bit of like a Lord of the Rings or like a, a, a whale rider or something, you know. Of course, um, just to, to give a bit of pre uh, around what the, the game is, it's Ankh, Gods of Egypt. So you actually play um, uh, the gods, the player takes on the role of one of the gods of ancient Egypt and they compete against one another for followers. So it's a little bit, you know, the god, you, we don't even actually need to necessarily see the gods because they're manipulating the people. So this is like one of those killed. trailers where like Anubis is in the trailer crushing people as puddles beneath his feet, but then you never actually see that scene in the actual movie yeah. and that character never comes up ever again. Yeah. And, so and the gods make things happen in mysterious ways, maybe. I don't know, you know. So it could be more of a, you could actually make it more of a political, you know, like a, um, a um, Game of Thrones kind of, you know, less mm. unity and, and war, but a little bit political as well about, you know, different monuments and gods and people uh, getting, do they gain powers because they've got, you know, their, their alliance with their, their god and things like that? The people get powers. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, oh, I don't feel like um, maybe, maybe this is just me coming from the licensed hard standpoint of things, but I don't feel like that 
necessarily happens in the game of Punk. Like you kind of like, I mean, like there's the research stuff where you get the Unk powers, I guess, but I always thought that was more of like the god gets those. They powers. get they recruit monsters to yeah. show power. So yeah, um, but again, is that people, people get do people get turned into the monsters? Like, do they turn into them or something like that, or is it um or whatever that? Cool. that yeah, there's not really a mechanic for how you get the monsters. You like in terms of like where they you just recruit come them. from. They just kind of get recruited, mm. and they do go into your pool with all your warriors and stuff for you to pull back in later yeah. if you end up losing them. So yeah. yeah, I like I like that. I like the idea of people being transformed. Yeah, and and well, that's the thing. You go to the god, and you 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 want to worship it because it's your god, and then they bestow powers on you, and suddenly you turn into this giant, I don't know, Godzilla-like creature. There's one of them. Must be like, oh, maybe it's a giant um, crocodile. Yeah, that's the yeah. A giant scorpion mm. is one of the OP ones. It seems to be. That's a little bit from the mummy too. Um. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, scorpion king. Let's not revisit. Yeah. Uh, that was great. CGI. Hopefully, we get some CGI better than that these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, my understanding of it was the gods are trying to get followers. So yeah. they're, you know, you've got these gods and they're trying to build their kind of, you know, the pyramids and the crypts and whatever it is they build, and then they've got their guardians and they're sort of trying to become the god in a way. Yeah, with the most, fo- yeah, like that has the most prominent followers. About yeah. devotion. Yeah. yeah. So um, I actually looked up the gods that are playable in the game and what they are the gods of. Mm-hmm. So there is Set, who is the god of war, chaos, on, and storms. There is Hawthor, the goddess of sky, women, fertility, and love. Mm. Um, <laughs> Thoth, and please write in with the correct pronunciations, everybody. Um, <laughs> that's the god of the moon, reckoning, learning, and writing. Horus, who is the divine child. And then Bastet, who, from what I can tell, is just a lady with a cat head who's a bit sassy. Oh, lovely. She's the daughter of other gods. Mm. So she didn't really have a power, but she looks fantastic. That's all that's important. So I guess she's sort of the sassy, you know, doesn't isn't bringing learning or anger or beauty to what she's offering. She's sly. Ah, uses power of intrigue. Yeah, yeah. So those are the five gods that I looked up. Oh, okay. Well, there's also Anubis, obviously. Yes. Amum. Or Orisus, Orisus, yeah, Isis, Ra, god of um, sun. They might be expansions. What you've looked at there. Oh, I may have done. Because that's the five main gods, and then you get an Andro Sphinx, mummies, that it, a cat mummy, giant scorpions, and apet, which is the crocodile thing I was talking about, and camels. I think camels must be for trade. Um, so you can pull down those, those the anks. You can, the, the, sorry, the the other monsters can go to any god, but Anubis has their warriors. Anum has theirs. Orisus, blah blah. 
Okay, so I looked up. My research has taught me something, but not what I needed for today. <laughs> That's well, just it's trivia. I mean, it is, you know, it may be wrong. <laughs> well, um, the gods you just named all sound like men. They do, don't they? So it'll be a good mix to have some of these ones in as well. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, otherwise it'd be planned. Well, I've got Anubis was the jackal-headed deity who presided over the embalming process. I think that he's is a terrible job. God of the dead kind of thing. <laughs> isn't he? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh. The embalming king. <laughs> it gets right stuck in here. Um, yeah. yeah, they've got Lovely. a death mummification, embalming, afterlife, all of that sort of thing. So he's a bit, um, um, yeah, into that kind of dark stuff. Um, Ra, I know, is a god of light, and that's really because I've watched Stargate. Um, <laughs> Same. Amun, Amun is the god of. Uh, what's this? That one I think is from the original. Is from the Brendan Fraser mummy. Yeah, yeah. I recognise that name too. Amun Ra retained chief importance in the Egyptian pantheon. Yeah, he's stayed around for a long time. Kind of a creator deity, um, self-created as a champion of the poor or the troubled. Oh, okay. That um, character. Uh, 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 Os, Os, Osiris? Osiris? Yeah. Osiris. Got a facility, uh, agriculture in the afterlife, the dead, resurrection, life, and vegetation. Green skinned deity with a beard. That sounds like a council position. You know, like Parks yeah. and Recs? Yeah. <laughs> so really, oh, we'll just give him vegetation, afterlife, yeah. you know, <laughs> those things. I think ISIS. Well, I- is actually a female god Mm. yeah um because i think someone has actually like before it became so kind of associated with terrorism it was a name that some like a friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing actually named their child after the egyptian goddess yeah and they're like uh we think we might need to change your name now which is a pity because it's a wife mother mourner and the magical healer she's the model for women Principal deity in rights for the dead. They're very much into death, the Egyptians, aren't they? <laughs> she death cured and cats. Death and cats. And Ra mm-hmm. is the god of sun. And gold. Gold and pretty. All that nice stuff that Ra does. Okay. Lots of, lots yeah, so of... that means we've only got one female god. So it'd be nice to chuck in some others there, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Never good. Good mix. I mean, I was so into the mean cat lady. <laughs> what so, was her name again? That was Bastet. Bastet. B a s t t. See, it just it just sounds like you're calling them, you know, the child of an unwed couple yes. with an accent to me. <laughs> Bastet. Look at that Bastet. <laughs> I wish I was that fancy. The god, yeah. Goddess of protection, cats, perfume, fertility, pregnancy, children, music, the arts, and warfare. That's a good mix, isn't it? A lot. Children and warfare. Yep. 
Yep, yep, well, yep. Why not? It goes hand in. Well, have you met children? Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I guess so again, based on yeah. how you two are seeing the movie, the first thing we have to do is who's directing this? Yes. Which way are we going to go? We could. Uh, is it going to be like a dark, sort of, yeah, gritty? As I said, like you know, Game of Thrones or you know that kind of. Um, sort of realistically world or a, or a bit of a, you know, The Mummy is, is like a little bit of a comedy um, with some extra, you know, almost um, giving a Jonesy kind of, you know, Errol Flynn, swashbuckling kind of stuff. Um, is it going to be set in ancient Egypt or are we, you know, or is this kind of more modern times and the gods are trying to get their powers back? Is, are we going to twist it on? You know, twisted oh, on it. Uh, like a modern, more modern yeah. style. Mm, mm. Okay. And the gods are coming back and they're trying to get their power back and they're fighting amongst I, themselves. I was definitely thinking of it more in a kind of ancient time stuff because you've got all yeah. your camels and, and mm. you know, your monuments and stuff like that being risen. And I just don't know how easily in a modern society it would be to raise a bunch of monuments uh without first yeah. going to council you know so yes. um i don't think we want to have that whole bureaucracy no. of that red tape in there <laughs> but, i mean maybe maybe you do maybe you do maybe maybe that's how you you know replace yours is you take it to yeah. to your your member um of your god member yeah, yeah so. like of parliament equivalent kind of thing i'm not sure exactly <laughs> Um, what type of uh, leadership they have uh, in this in this just you know in this setting that we're using? Yeah. Um, it's just raw, yeah. raw going. Oh, nah. I want to build a pyramid. It's like, uh, darling, you've got to fill in form E six two four before you even think about that. All right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, <laughs> you guys have built this other monument, this other god that I haven't actually approved, and therefore you need to rip it down and put in my monument. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was also picturing it just because of the the sheer fascination. I think every every kid at some point is fascinated by ancient Egypt, yeah. and you know the the kind of gold of it. Do you know what I mean? Like everything's sand, all their outfits are just beautiful, um, and it was just such a powerful situation. I think it would be interesting. I was kind of viewing it as quite political. As we've been talking more and more about it, it sounds like a political race rather than a religious race. And with all of the things that they're into, you know, you said one of them is um, the god of the poor and troubled. They could be the actual real politician <laughs> who actually wants to make a change, but then you've got the god of warfare lying through their ass, mm. getting people on side. So, you know, it could, that could be quite interesting. Yeah. So you've got um, just roughly, you know, Anubis is death, or Orisus is rebirth, Anum is the creator, Basset's the protection, Ra's the sun, and Isis is the moon or magic. So you've got a, you know, that's just this quick, dirty kind of terms for it. But, um, yeah, they're all, you know, you can imagine Anubis is going to be kind of like a darker... You know, just maybe on that that sort of um, less nicer side of things, and maybe Isis being the moon, or or um, 
Anum being the creator could be more of the gooder side of things like working with people and making their lives better, not not necessarily forcing them to follow them and pray to them. Yeah. Stop the podcast. Stop it. What? If you love board games as much as us, why not enter the board game giveaway from our sponsor, The Gaming Verse? Sounds good. You give you better. They're in the show notes down below. Entries close 30th of November 2021. Restart the podcast. Anubis is almost like that comic book mare, the one that everyone thinks is so wonderful and then behind the scenes is just so slimy and dodgy, but because they're handsome and can put on an act, gets people following them. It's um it's almost like it's um have you guys seen American Gods or, or read the book? No. no. Like so the, it's Neil Gaiman um and they he mostly starts off with the uh, Norse gods. They're they're still around and because they're immortal beings but they're no longer <laughs> worshipped. Mm. So they just live kind of like normal lives but they um uh, but when people believe in them they can get their powers back and things like that. So um it's set in modern time kind of thing. Um I haven't seen the TV series. It's been a while since I read the books, but it it kind of touches on a little, you know, a little bit of how you know, gods are everlasting, but they just slip into semi obscurity because nobody believes, believes in them, in them. and the like belief the is the power that gives them. Yeah, the belief is the power that that allows them to do all those wonderful things. So that kind of makes me think of that, you know, the description that that, um, that Alex wrote. It's a little bit like that because the god. You know, the, the pharaoh doesn't believe in you, but maybe his people do. And so mm. Anubis gets the power from the belief. And because he's been discussed and talked about, his powers are coming back. So maybe there's a little bit to that. Like, you know, the yeah, more. That's why the pharaoh is getting jealous. Yeah, because the god gets the power. And that's why, you know, we talk about, we talk about the gods, we talk about me. I'm, I'm more powerful. Yeah. Look at Moy, look at Moy. Um, yeah. And, and if, if, you know, what, if we, Talking modern society, you know, we we put our 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 trust in other things. So that's how the gods are kind of reasserting their dominance is by becoming, you know, maybe Bassett's a K-pop star or mm. you know a pop star, um, or we could revert back to ancient Egypt and they could just be what they are back then, and and they're just still fighting amongst themselves to get the most most, which is what the game is to get the most followers so that they can win the victory points and win the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that makes sense. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think that fits into how Alex has kind of written it at the start. You're right. You know, he hasn't seen them and all that sort of stuff, and he makes that statement, and maybe God. it's because like more, yeah, never, because maybe they'd, yeah, maybe they'd left. And now that more and more of his, you know, maybe now that more and more of the people um, under his ruling are, you know, believing in the God and um, giving them the riches and all that sort of stuff, that he, the God is becoming more powerful again. And, that's why he's now got the power to go and crush the pharaoh and you know yeah. leave people in puddles. And so maybe I think, I think that the fits. pharaoh's enemy has been praying to Anubis and giving him more, you know, power that way, so that he can take out the pharaoh. So yeah, like the pharaoh's uncle or something, and so the pharaoh has to align with one of the other gods to help defend his pharaohdom. Is that a, such a thing? <laughs> it is now. It is now. It is now. <laughs> All right. So I guess then, by the sounds of things, we're going for something that's. Um, quite a uh, 
political kind of, you know, who's who's like the pharaoh. Mm, hang on, how am I trying to say this? Is it the pharaoh that's trying to get his people? I, I think the pharaoh to not believe. Just a pawn. I think no. The pharaoh wants to battle Anubis, so he has to go to another. He has to realize that another god. He needs to side with another god in order to defend his to keep his kingdom. Otherwise, he'll lose it, and the other god will favor someone else. Okay, so Anubis will favor so... someone else. He wants to find his own. He wants to align with another god so that god can. I'm a little. Him. I'm a little confused because this pharaoh. We were just saying that, like, well, one, he's dead, I guess. Um, so, two. Oh, I, don't, yeah, I don't think he's dead in the end. I, I think, think he's dead. Didn't he get crushed? No, no, no. He's, he's, um, some of his staff and guards got crushed. Okay. Well, I, I read it as the yeah. narrator, and no. that was a very different. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. We'll just okay, go with All that. right. Okay. Or maybe he got, you know, he, the rocks came out and he got sort of half buried alive and maybe one of the other gods comes down and goes, you know, who wants to um, uh, de- defeat Anubis, takes him on as a as a protege or something and heals him. Maybe the one who was the healer, you know. Um, okay. So we're following this pharaoh then, trying to, as our main protagonist, trying to get another god to be worshipped by his people and serve Anubis yep. to stop Anubis from... Taking what, the power crushing... of the pharaoh, yeah, the pharaohdom. But then wouldn't he just be concerned the other god would just be like Anubis and get all the love of his people and the riches of his people and still not the pharaoh? Well, maybe he's trying to make a deal with the other god because they don't want Anubis to rule because if Anubis rules, they'll have to, the other gods will have to do what he says. So it's okay. like a factions within the So that's the us bringing in two gods into the storyline well, then. There be more. Which one? Okay. Yeah. So, 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 how are we bringing in the other ones? Like, are there other, like, people from other ruling factions that are working against even the pharaoh working with that other god, or like, yeah. um, are the other gods like once you know they start saying like Anubis is getting too powerful, like the pharaoh is kind of saying that to them, that they go, yes, we agree, so we're all gonna team up. Or are they all to... really separate, and maybe there's a lot of uh, pretend alliances, so they can be broken alliances and things like that. And, yeah, and then uh, as soon as like another one becomes more powerful, then they all turn on that one. Like, yeah, what is the that. kind of goal, and how does it, I guess, yeah. relate back to the Unk board game? Where well, the Unk the board game is all all against each other. Yes, but yeah. eventually there's a point where that merge happens about two thirds of the way through the game. So then yeah. what I was trying to get to here is how do we then end up at that merge where two gods merge together um, there and one of them kind of, you know, loses all their people. That one kind of loses all like their, yeah. how like, they like, end up merging together on the track and becoming like a more powerful entity. How do we go about that? Is, is this like Highlander where when they take the head of the other one, they take on the power of that, of that god? <laughs> When they take over their followers, they gain their power. So maybe, you know, there can be only one because, you know, you you win. One of the win conditions is when their ank token reaches the top space of the devotion rank. Mm -hmm. So you've got all the the followers are following you or your god or that god. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the majority of devotion with the monuments and the and the winning of the battles and stuff yeah 
oh, not the battles. The what do they what do they actually call it? The oh my god, I'm drawing a blank. Can't remember. <laughs> Don't mind me while I just bring the rules back up again. But it's not actually a combat round. It's like a no. a like a contestant contested round or something like that. But it's not what it's actually called. We always, like, you know, we always just call it combat, but it's not combat because, you know, you're not it's always card. Like battle cards. Um, finding, finding it. Anyway, irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant. It's not the, yeah. that's not yeah. the point. There are um, things where you can win sort of battles, yeah. Conflict. Yeah. yeah during conflict events and provide a Conflict. Bonus. Okay, it was yeah, called yeah, conflict. conflict. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so during conflict resolution. So I think so important things to have in the movie is the merge is the conflict the um warrior monsters that you kind of get to your side and trying to get the most um devotees supporting your god compared to the others yeah so it sounds like we've got most of that in our guardians sorry not monsters guardians yeah they're the those you know, mythical creatures that they can pull yes. in. So, yeah, I like the idea that the conflict that can be had here is kind of like the pharaohs or the other gods working against whichever god is currently at the highest in terms of devotion from the commoners um, beneath them. Yep. Um. With the battle cards, like floods and droughts and stuff, do we want those to ever play a part into this movie? What are do you kind of, is that? Maybe like ways like that the gods kind of fight amongst themselves and like cause yeah. floods and droughts and then that oh. actually ends up devastating a community and then they change who they actually follow because they're like, oh, I used to, you know, we don't speak of ISIS here anymore you know, because uh, they brought a drought through our... Yeah. Well, mate, well, this is a whole other thing. Sorry, I'm just got off completely. The gods yeah. are fighting, okay? They're bringing yes. down these, these, um, these, what do you call them, guardians are coming down and laying waste to things. They're demanding, uh, you know, new temples be built and they're, you know, um, taking over and uh, lands. They're causing floods. They're causing famine. They're doing all these horrible things. Mm. Maybe everyone just gets pissed off with them. Maybe it's more about you know the gods fighting and humans have apps like the, the most of the population have no idea or no power against them. It's a bit but like they only. Um, but we were talking uh, before that they only get their power from people. Yeah, like, following but that's, them. Um, I know I'm totally mixed. It's a bit like Jupiter ascending. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? I have. Where they, yeah. they, they use the Earth to um, uh, keep themselves immortal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the humans on the earth don't know anything about what they do and where you know how they exist and things like that. And this whole, um, the whole power play of the space and God—they're almost godlike people. Um, you know, that to me, that's kind of like you know the people down the ground don't know what's going on, mm-hmm. and they're, they're following their gods and they're being told to follow gods, but they're not—they're not aware of this whole other level. Um, I don't know how that works in a movie, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and that's, I, I think that's where I'm trying to, like... Protagonists to come and take them on. And, really tie it in. At the moment, I'm trying yeah. to figure out even who is going to be our protagonist. Like, is it the yeah. pharaoh? Is it 
the gods. The gods themselves. Is it just, or is it, you know, yeah. do we end up following some people in, like, one main village and seeing them go through the destruction and devastation and all that sort of stuff? And, yeah. you know, like, maybe, like, our main protagonist's mother is, like, super devout ends up sacrificing herself along with, like, another, um, you know, follower to kind of then get extra devotion for their community so that the god actually gives them guardians instead of plagues. Yeah. Um, so, like, does that sort of stuff happen? And we watch, like, you know, our yeah. main protagonist then kind of go, oh, my, you know, loved ones are really into this and I'm struggling with it, but I see that it's the best for our village. And, like, what's what's our kind of, like, who- yeah, how, how are you sort of seeing the main protagonist? I was originally seeing it as literally, like, the gods and everything beneath them are just ants and how they were playing it. Um, but I like this idea more of um, kind of like the political kind of Game of Thrones talk that you were talking about. That sounds great. There's levels like like in Game of Thrones, like in Love Actually, we joked about before. You know, <laughs> there's different storylines. Mm-hmm. And some of it is, is is like the young priest of whichever god, Amun or someone, who, you know, is trying to build their temple up and they're trying to, you know, um, protect this little village and all that sort of thing from the the gods' war that's just happening. And another time, you know, we could be flicking to the different gods and having them do their power play and where they – and the thing is, though, you know, this game has an end. One god wins it all or whatever, mm-hmm. gets the most devotion. But in reality, like for a human life, these gods go on much longer and their battle – is never ending for for devotion and for this sort of you know as I said they're immortal they live forever so mm. it's just as you know there's an, the end it's a real disappointing end of the movie because it it hasn't solved anything like maybe some people have have are better off or worse off or whatever maybe, maybe when we cut back to like maybe we end up finishing on like a big god scene where the gods are you know fighting that and one of them is like you know ends up having like way more devotees than all the others and then when we actually cut back down to like the villager level we see that these followers have actually been multiple generations since then yeah it's like it's it's at, like the young priest is now an old priest and has a has a young acolyte who they're training up like you know just it's centuries of the gods might might stay the same but it, it's centuries and generations to the Well, maybe year. like when we cut back, we think that it's the young priest that when we actually end up finding out he's actually talking about his father. So maybe he's like old and yeah. the second generation. So we realise like it's actually been a 100 years and it's no different. Like the people are still struggling. They're still trying to be devote Offering to a, a higher yeah. entity um, yeah. and they're still getting you know, times where crops are bad and times where crops are fantastic. And they believe it's dependent upon how many people they sacrifice and how many monuments they build and all that sort of stuff. When really we actually look at it and we go, oh, when we step back and see it from each different level, it's not anything that they're really doing in great amounts and it is kind of all pointless. I was going to say, is, is this like a is the point of this movie? Then you know the um, the uh, the hopelessness of of life and anything you do is just worthless and nothing. And wow, I feel like we <laughs> took this real deep, real, real positive uh, yeah, outcome. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, help. 
Yeah, Ben and I have fallen down a hole. Pippa, help us. No, you two have sunk me into depression. I haven't spoken for 10 minutes. I've just sat here and listened to you two bring me down. <laughs> this movie sounds so bleak. All right, let's take it back. Let's take it back instead to where people... Uh, I don't want to watch oh, this movie. Instead of like, you know, like being sacrificed in terms of like, you know, oh, like his mum dies. What about if instead his mum becomes like a cool guardian? And like maybe, maybe Bill goes and it. visits the Guardian yeah. all the time at the temple and brings it food and all that sort of stuff because it still has his mother's eyes. And yeah. like you know, and like there's a fight later or something like that. And she like will protect her her child, like, you know, so ferociously and everything. Yeah. As well. That that could be nice. Could be a what cool about moment where she transforms. If we get Twelve Labrador puppies and we drown them in the Nile. That'll cheer this up. I think it needs to be kittens, given that it's ancient Egypt and they are the guardians of the underworld. And this is clearly all about the underworld. You two, you two have just showed me what a better educational system Australia has than England because I was just like, what is going on here? I'm like, are we cursed? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> Leonardo is your answer for everything. <laughs> anyone yet? We'd better well, get we can't cast anyone because we don't even know who our main protagonist is yet. There are the several. Way, There's millions uh, of twenty thousand the protagonists. That's it. So there's the gods there. They're working out who's top god. Mm. Okay. Yes. And some of them might end up working together. The way I saw it, when you said about the pharaoh and what he was like, I see him as a scabbers um, character, like a weak person who attaches themselves to the person that can get them what they want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're trying to work with one of the other gods. Are we still yeah. Going with that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the pharaoh will attach itself to whatever god suits that, suits at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know how the movie ends. I think I th- I like the idea, as bleak as it is, is that it doesn't matter. People will celebrate the gods, whether they think it's the the good thing or or not. You know, it's and sometimes it's, it is the good thing. Like sometimes it gives them great crops for a season. You know, yeah. Um, and then when another god becomes more powerful, that god curses them with, you know. Um, locusts. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and then they have to increase their devotion to their god. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I can, I, yeah, I can see it kind of going. That That's way. it. They're just proving ah. a point. The pharaohs sort of summoned them by saying, "I deserve more devotion than them. I'm visible," and they're saying, <laughs> "All right. Let's well, if you guys this. do want to see us and and you know all that sort of stuff, then here we are." Here we are and worship us. Yeah. And we'll bring our fight that's going been going on behind the scenes to the front of stage. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. And then the more people believe in them, the stronger they get, all that sort of stuff. All right, great. That's all flowing. So did we end up picking a director? No. And I- <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't I picked any of the cars, the director. Think, Hello, where we go for now? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. No, you're now. We've got um, a couple of minutes to get everybody sorted. We're all yeah. right. Okay, I'd like to put forward the director of uh, Martin Scorsese mm. from um, like the uh, the movie Silence from back in uh, 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. something around there. 
that um, yep. has just got sort of fantastic people, uh, fantastic sort of imagery and cinematography throughout it. It's people sort of at like their highest and lowest, you know. Um, so I, I think it's just kind of got that really well captures like that kind of inner turmoil as well as the uh, everything that's kind of going on around you, not necessarily always being in your control, but still fighting to try and be in control of it. And then he also does the 2011 um, kids movie Hugo, which has <laughs> kind of got like that little kind of magic and mystery adventure, yeah, adventure yeah. and stuff to it. So I yeah. thought he might be really great. And, and then and got good fellow and, Things like that, yeah. Yeah, Goodfellows, yeah. And Rage I was even cool. thinking he does, um, like Shutter Island. If we kind of yeah. even want to go for like that little kind of like, uh, horror, like scary mm. moments, and like a little bit of like a psychological thriller twist of at the end of it, oh look, like a whole generation and a half has gone by, and it makes no difference. Like I think he could put a really good twist to that too. So that's okay. who I'm putting forward. And and that also ties in with having um, Leonardo DiCaprio because <laughs> I, I don't want Leonardo DiCaprio. It's the only movie we've done. Um, right, so who do you want, Pip? Who's who's your lead? Who's your leads? Well, I was thinking, and because I want him in everything, um, John uh, Leguizamo, if that's how you pronounce it, from Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge. He's the voice of Sid the Sloth. Um, and he seems to be the Riddler. Mm. Um, okay. He is so charming, but can be so evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's very funny. He's got a, a kind face, but he he could turn. Um, so he's kind of someone I was thinking of having in it. Um, as a god, as one of the um, sort of disciples, as... I mean, if we were taking out the young part of the pharaoh, maybe the pharaoh. Okay. What about, like, the pharaoh's main advisor and that's why, like, the pharaoh is, like, so, like, weed, like, weedly and stuff and, like, scabby, as you were putting it before. A Jafar character. Yeah, like a Jafar character. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Or or if we were going, like, politician style, he would make a really good politician yeah 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 he could yeah definitely have like that manipulative yes. kind of side to him. maybe are we thinking that that some of these humans are actually gods in disguise so they're like so Ooh, you never yeah. see them in what the if same the room advisor is like one of the uh, rival Rufus gods or, or, or one of the gods yeah like uh, yeah Ooh, i like yeah. that yeah i think we have to have shia Oh, she looks. She looks Egyptian. I'm not sure where he comes from, actually. <laughs> okay, um, um, and you'd be putting him. What I'm thinking, maybe like one of the villagers sort of thing, because he's got yeah. that whole like I can run from giant things exploding around me really well, as well as that energy of like, come on, you know, you can do it, a friend and just stuff do like it. that. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Um, yeah. Especially with his beard, he looks a little Middle Eastern, kind of. I don't know what his ancestry is, but that. Well, I was thinking, and I might change this now if the young pharaoh is going to be a little bit um, of a... Weeb. Yeah, I was going to call him something else, but yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, I, you know the guy from Aladdin, 
that plays Aladdin from 2019's Aladdin, the remake, the live action mm-hmm. Aladdin. Um, Mina, and I'm probably going to say this wrong, I apologize, Mina Masoud, 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 probably Masoud. Yep. Um, I was going to pop him in as the young, handsome pharaoh because um, he's a bit of a babe, but also, you know, he's got some good acting chops on him and stuff, and I'd love to see him in more, in way more things. So I think that, you know, to cast him as one of our higher leads would be absolutely great. Yeah. Um, it, but it now, yeah, I was thinking he looks quite, you know, pharaoh-y. Uh, but, you know, he he's also proven that he can also be a handsome street rat. So maybe yeah. we do pop him down as one of the, or maybe we make him one of the gods. Mm. Well, he could be because the gods don't necessarily, like, the thing is that they could change form and be like, you know, the big, you know, the, the the full god mode, or they could be maybe like a bit. That's probably still in a little bit from um, Nordic uh, um, mythology, where they become human and you know mm. they look human and, and lead a normal life for a while just to pretend mm, and that mm, sort of mm, thing. Mm. Yeah. When I was thinking about the pharaoh, um, I, my head went straight to one person, and it wasn't until I'd thought about it, and it's because he was. The Pharaoh. I'm pretty sure he played Tutankhamun in Night at the Museum. Rami well, I was going to say Rami. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, Rami would make a great Pharaoh. And then I was like, oh, that's because I've seen him as King Tut. Yes. Yeah, yeah. you have. <laughs> but he would be awesome. I was thinking Rami as well. He has to be in it somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he has such range. Yeah. And for people who aren't familiar with who Rami is specifically, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, Night at the Museum, like you said. He's in the new James Bond film as well, No Time yeah. to Die. Yeah. Isn't he? He's what, sorry, Ben? He's the baddie, isn't he, in No Time to Die? Is he? Yes. And he's Arabic, so there you go, Egyptian Arabic. There you go. Mm. Yeah, no, he'd be, he'd be great. Do you so think he's a him down... You know what, I reckon. I think oh. he would make a really interesting, like, um, God, like, you know, that, that, um, like the god of light Maybe or something, Ra, a nice yeah, god. Ra, god, you know, mm. Ra, like this, and because it has this other world, he can sort of make his himself look a little bit otherworldly and and not quite, and a little bit unhinged. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Great. In the nicest possible way. Um, so for females, um, obviously we have Isis, goddess of the mm-hmm. moon, life and magic. Um, are we going to put in one of the ones? Pardon. Bassett, I liked Bassett. Bassett, children and warfare. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that mix. That's good. So, uh, children. I mean, warfare doesn't can mean anti-warfare if you wanted them to be good or bad. Um, yeah. So, what 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 women are we having in here? What? What women are we putting in this movie? Well, they need to look. What's the Girl from Game of Thrones, who was the slave. Masandi. Masandi, yeah. Who's the actress who did that? Let me just quickly IMDb Game of Thrones Masandi for you, and I can tell you that exact thing. I have only seen two episodes. Natalie Emmanuel. Natalia Emmanuel. There we go. 
quite like her. I think she's good. How else has she been in? Uh, other stuff, probably. <laughs> uh, Fast. Oh my god, Fast and the Furious Nine. Okay, um, Four. Oh, she was in the TV series Four Weddings and a Funeral, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resilience. I'm assuming she was a voice. Yes. <laughs> Fast and the Furious Eight. Okay, so she's been in Fast and the Furious and Seven. All right. Even I've been in Fast and the Furious. Everyone, everyone has. has darling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I when I thought of goddess, my head went where any good person goes. Beyonce. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Queen Bee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She can act. She has in the past, and she's she's wonderful. And who mm. wouldn't want Beyonce as a goddess? Yep, I can see that. So I'm throwing Beyonce into my into the ring. <laughs> Fair enough. But also, I was thinking, um, if you've seen it, Knife's Out, Knock Knock, um, and she's in the new Bond film as well, apparently. Anna de Armos. Again, run us through some of her back catalogue. Um, so Knife's Out. Um, she's in mm-hmm. the film Knock Knock, which is a really, really weird Keanu Reeves movie. Um, and she's about to be in the new Bond film. Um, and she is, I believe, Cuban. Um, but she's amazing. Um, oh, have you seen, was she in Blade Runner? I think she's in Blade Runner as well. Oh. Yeah, Blade Runner 2049. She was the like robot that wrote Brian Gosling writes. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, that's yes, her. Okay. She's, yeah, she's interesting. I like her. Yeah. She's Cuba, she's, she's Cuban. Yes, she is. And she's, She's very good. Everything she's in, she's a different character, and I just find her really enjoyable to watch. Oh, she was in Knives Out as well. So she's she's acted with the uh, language. Am I speaking? People. I swear, I just did said you just say that twice. Knives Out. Yeah, she was good. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I heard you say Blade Runner. I didn't hear Knives Out. Sorry. Yeah. Said Blade Runner. Runner. I love Blade Runner. Blade Runner is a great movie and was just off on a tangent about Blade Runner in his head until he yeah. came back to reality for a yeah. second. Yeah. And then came partway through your list. Yeah. Do not put that. I thought you were saying that I love Blade Runner because my husband no, made me go to Ben. Am I speaking never... another language? I clearly said Ben. No. <laughs> no yeah. to Blade Runner. But yes to Anna. You yes. didn't like Blade Runner? No. Okay. What is wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> it's not Look, everyone's entitled to like their enjoyment of the movies. Yes, yes. It's funny you say, because when we were talking directors, I thought of the director of Blade Runner, and then it turns out he's the new director of the Dune movie that we were talking about before we started recording. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we, don't want, we don't want to – Dennis Villeneuve. You know how bad I am at pronouncing names, so I decided not to throw him into the ring. Yeah, yes. I the can't can name, yeah. pronounce names the better for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so I thought Anna would be an interesting one. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. All right, so it sounds like we've got quite a bit of cast going then. Well the other um, thing is we need a whole any... heap of normal people. I was about to say, are there any like older yeah. adults and stuff that we can think of that we would want to include for, you know, our cast of when they come back from the epic end god fight where someone actually ends up on top. Um, 
and we come back and it's a couple of generations or a generation and a half or whatever later and we see like an older person and we go, oh, that's our that's our main man, you know, like Rami or someone. And it's like, oh, no, actually, it's, oh, well, no, it wouldn't be. Oh, you know, because he was the pharaoh. So like someone like that and then it turns out, oh, wait, no, it's actually not. This is the next generation. And they're also very aged now. Like this has been going on for a long time. So long. Yeah, so we have to get like someone who's related Look, could be a relative of them, but several generations ahead or something like that. Mm. Well, it's not Rami because we're making, aren't we making them the gods? We haven't got the normal humans yet, have we? I thought we briefly spoke about him being a pharaoh, but then you're oh, right. Yes, we up, no, we did end up settling on him being the god. The god, yeah. Um, and I think. I think then- this movie is just massive. It's almost like it needs to be a. a you know, three season long TV series because it's it's going to be massive. Mm. Um, I have to pitch this one to uh, the Game of Thrones people. <laughs> <laughs> get the get so we have you know so that has proper gives it proper justice. You know, Tom Hardy, he's one that that might be. I don't know why I picked him. He kind of he's got a beard in this picture I just saw. Um, that's my prerequisite for, for people who. If you can grow a beard, you can be cast in this role. You can be cast in this role, yeah. It Enjoy does sound it. like Game of Thrones now because <laughs> they all think they all grew a beard except for Bran because he was too young. Um, I mean, you'd just have um, a load of people so... in. It'd be, yeah. It would be a lot of people because there's a lot of side cast. But, yeah. you know, the gods are the big ones to cast and the pharaoh and the rest would just fill itself in. So, so there's a um, Egyptian American actor that was in Iron Man and The Dictator, uh, as well as a few others that I haven't personally heard of, like American East. They, um, that's a very um, and, mm-hmm. Iron Man and The Dictator. I mean, they're, yeah, they're two very different very ends different of the movies. acting spectrum. So you know, yeah. he's got range. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and again, I'm going to butcher this, and I apologise in advance. But uh, Saeed Badria, Badria. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's um, also Farhan Tahir who was in uh, Iron Man too. The first one. Oh, the that was the big bad. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're um, gents that we could definitely age up a bit more um, yeah. to kind of take on those roles. And I was thinking that um, Saeed could almost pass off as um, an older um, uh, the Aladdin gent. Oh, why is his name escaping yeah. me now? Uh, what is wrong with my brain? Mena Masu? Masu? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking he could almost pass off as an older him yeah. if we end up popping him in as our, you know, commoner um, yeah. that can look a little rough but also a little a little scrubbed up street rat to, mm. to you know, lead heartthrob. So Mina could. Um, lead heartthrob in yeah, just so three days. Mina could age up to end up being Saeed, but then Saeed ends up actually being his son. Yeah. Instead. Mm. All right. Well, well yeah. it sounds like we've just, well, Sammy, <laughs> May, and Sammy cast a movie. <laughs> I feel like we've cast it now. I think we've cast it. We've got the director. We've got the cast. And I think we've got a rough, very rough storyline. You know, we could, we could make some storyboards out of that. 
Look, but movies not aren't turned in a day. We need it's, more time. It's basically uh, a bunch of gods it. being a, being dicks and stuffing up people's and it lives. Happens for generations. Yeah. yeah. And we just and that just means that we need everybody to jump on to dice hard discussions and help us uh, finish up this script. You know, like <laughs> send us through your ideas, send us through so many other discussion points. If there's anyone you think that we miss cast or that we you know should cast um, as well, like let us know. So in the comments below. Yeah, it'll be in the yeah in the comments below or um or on Facebook, yeah. Yeah, on the Facebook Dice Hard Discussions, which will be in the episodes. What's it called? Not the description. Show notes? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, show notes. That's it. Show notes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you both very much for joining me tonight. Um, I will see you next time. Great. Thanks for having us, Pip. It was good fun. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for listening to another episode. Stay in touch and tell us what you think on Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Check the links in the show notes to stay connected.